Welcome to episode 32 of the Scout Trailblazers podcast. And this week I have the honor of speaking with Cassie Anderson from Life Formed. A few weeks back I got to talk with uh, our co-creator, Matt Mayer Lowry. And this time I get to talk with you, Cassie. So how are you? Hey, Wayne. I'm doing really good. Thanks so much for having me on. It's good to talk with you. I am always interested in uh, women creators and women characters and things like that. And I always tell the story, and I'll get it over right right away, is that uh, <laughs> I know male characters. Males can be everything from scoundrels to good guys to bad guys. I don't know. But women tend to be Lois Lane. And so to see a character who's not Lois Lane, I always am uh, – completely enthralled with and this character in life form the 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 main character cleo just grabs me i do not know what she's going to say or do next and i like that (laughs) yeah she's definitely a sassy character which i love yeah (laughs) she's so great is she based and i know i talk with matt and i may duplicate some of the questions but it's just because i think the conversation may warrant it as a co-creator did cleo get patterned after somebody you know was she a creation of you guys imagination how did she come to be yeah, so early on, like way, way back when, um, <laughs> um, before we did any comic pages together, Matt and I were just working on some like concept work. Uh, and obviously, Cleo nailing her character is one of the most important parts. So we went back and forth with a lot of like, I would draw like five different designs and we'd be like, okay, like this one feels like her and refine it a little bit more. Um, so it kind of it felt a little bit like uh, throwing darts at a wall blindfolded sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I feel like we came up with, with a character that is really believable and likable and, and interesting. Kind of like you said, she, you don't really know what she's going to do next. As for like, if I base her off of somebody, I think I always kind of accidentally make characters, especially female characters resemble me in some way. So okay. I, think, I think she's got a little bit of me in her just um, by happenstance, but <laughs> otherwise okay. yeah, she's just a creation of Matt and I, what we felt like fit her character. Cause I, I'm always fascinated by female characters. I just don't know, you know, cause I, I've read male leads in, in, in comics forever. Batman's my guy. But <laughs> the thing of it is, is that when it comes to women and this is true in real life, I am, I'm always kind of, uncertain <laughs> as to what's going to happen next. And so <laughs> I, I really love the the character because she is just, you know, the, she's there with a single dad and she's the, we, the first time we see her, she's in a classroom. She's supposed to make a presentation and she's practiced in front of her dad. But when the time comes to do it in front of somebody else, she can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I found that to be such a really compelling and interesting thing because, you know, in comics, characters tend to be super um, uh, justified in themselves and understand what they should do and, and just never make a mistake. Yeah, make it, never make a mistake kind of stuff. But when the, right off the, the bat, she's kind of, you know, she's sitting there and she's telling the father, well, of course I'll do it in front of you. You know, you're my father, but <laughs> other people, I don't necessarily want to do that. And, I just, I really enjoyed that, just seeing that, you know, you talked about making her realistic. Boy, is she realistic. I, you know, I've, your artwork also contributes strongly to this, but I also think the characterization is such that she just leaps off the page, like Mm -hmm. as if I know her. Thank you. 
Yeah, she's so definitely well relatable. Like that moment at the beginning of the book is like, I mean, who hasn't had, you know, that moment of panic before talking in front of a classroom or, you know, a meeting or whatever it might be where you're just like, oh, gosh, I don't know that I can do this. Um, so getting to see that weakness in her just connects the reader to her so quick, like right off the bat. Yeah, it's it's really strong. And also her appearance is really interesting. She's that age, you know, that I, I always remember songs where they talk about girls or they're 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 almost not a girl any longer, they're more like a woman, but that they're in that transition and she is right in that era. Yeah. That part of life which she's almost a woman but not quite yet. And so, I, I mean, as far as drawing her like that, was that a challenge for you? Did you want to make her in this particular uh, part of life? Because, you know, the, the coming of age stuff always interests me. So why choose this part of her life? Why, why was that the case? Yeah, well, I think that that's, I mean, yeah, it's just such an influential part of your life. So many changes happen. And for Cleo, a lot of changes happen <laughs> for sure. Changes that mm -hmm. hopefully a lot of us don't have to go through. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there's something so like impressionable and just like the, what's the word? Like, like anything could happen kind of a feeling that, you know, she could, she could become anybody and she could do anything. And I think that's a, a power that she kind of comes into in the, in the course of the book is realizing that and, and she has to grow up and, and kind of decide who she wants to be um, and getting to mm -hmm. come along with her in that journey is really special. It's something special in, in, on many levels because, you know, like I said, I'm not as familiar uh, with, with the female of the species. So I'm, <laughs> you know, so for me, this is not only is it entertaining, it's educational on some levels mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. I'm starting to understand a little bit more about why certain choices are made and things like that. The really interesting part about that initial issue, which is going to come out in August of Life Formed, is where she and her father have this really special and, and loving relationship, uh, even to the point where she feels like she can tell him basically anything, even if it's something she might not <laughs> want to say. Yeah. She does it. <laughs> And so it, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, and you and I were talking before we started recording about the fact that one of the relationships we don't see in comics very much are father-daughter relationships. Yeah. The father-son stuff I see all the time, and I, of course I'm interested in it. But I have not read this relationship very much, and so I am fascinated, and I'm dying to see more of this, you know, the, the, the interesting twists that go on and stuff like that. When you guys were creating this, was this based on your experiences? You know, is it something that you've seen in other people? How did you come up with the, the relationship of the father and the daughter? Yeah, I know a lot of that. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's hats off to Matt because, I mean, one of his main driving desires and um, inspirations behind the book was just wanting to create something for his daughters that they could read. It would be something that he would have wanted to read as a kid. And so I think a lot of that relationship between the father and, and Cleo comes from his relationship with his girls, which I think is awesome. Like they got a lot of say in, um, you know, they were like the first reviewers of the book, which is great. <laughs> and they gave us some good feedback. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And as far as like the, I mean, I, I've maybe contributed a tiny bit to the story, but really that's all Matt, but with the art, you know, getting to think back on my own relationship with my dad, um, as I made it, it was really fun. 
Um, yeah, because the relationship between a father and daughter is so special and so different between a father and a son or even a, a mom and a daughter. Um, so mm. getting to portray that on the page was so cool. It's so interesting to me. I, I'm just I, I, one of the things I wanted to talk with you about your art in particular. Yeah. Um, I, I always judge art by uh, two things. I go by facial expressions and action sequences. Nice. <laughs> and I think the action sequences are great, the, but I wanted to specifically talk about the facial expressions because you do this wonderful job with eyes. Oh, thank you. That just, I, I mean, as I'm looking, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I see the, the the expressions on the faces and the eyes in particular. You know, it was like when, when Garfield first started out as a, as a cartoon. He always had these teensy-weensy little eyes, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, Jim Davis must have decided that's not expressive enough. And suddenly, like in one <laughs> panel, he's got these massively huge expressive eyes. <laughs> and I thought, and it's funny, but you do some of that as well. The the use of the eyes to portray and to, and to communicate feelings. I mean, sometimes we don't even need to hear them say stuff because the expressions are, are told so well in the art. It's just, just beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, those are some of my favorite pages are the the silent pages where, yeah, Cleo is exploring a new world or, you know, just going on some sort of adventure or, yeah, where you just get to feel the story and the emotion just through the art. Um, those are really fun to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've got to ask you, too, about the, the, the father's appearance. Yeah. Uh, is he... I'm always interested to know where the inspiration comes from as far as like, who does he look like anybody that, uh, that you knew, or is he again, a a product of your imagination? (laughs) I think it's always a little bit of both. Um, uh, And a lot of times it's subconscious, like who I'm channeling into the character. Uh, And a lot of times I don't realize till later, even after the book comes out, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I drew so-and-so and and I didn't even know it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think for the dad, uh, I probably channeled some of my own dad into him a little bit, um, especially mm-hmm. his haircut. Um, <laughs> yeah, just funny because I didn't think about that as I was doing it. But yeah, and it's it's so interesting to see, you know, it, the thing. And and I I I, I guess I it doesn't spoil much because the description. And that reminds me, I would like to read a little bit of the description of what's going on, just so people. Yeah, if sure. they, they're not familiar with it. Let me read a little bit of here. It's a little long, so let me uh, get this going here. <laughs> Orphaned in the wake of an alien invasion, 11-year-old Cleo must leave behind the life sh- she knew to fight for her own survival and the Earth's future. With the help of a rebel alien posing as her dad, Cleo learns how to survive and strike back against the invaders. Battling their way through the wreckage of the apocalypse, these two unlikely companions bond pondering what it means to be human and search for reasons to carry on. And uh, this just wonderful thing. I, there's a sequence and I talk with Matt about this and I want to talk with you about it too. Uh, towards the end of the initial issue, the, the chapter one, uh, you know, obviously based on what we've just written, something happens to the dead. Right. And we get to uh, Cleo at, at that point. You know, let's just say that the the alien kind of takes the place of the dead, and she starts to refer to him as dad. She calls him dad at one point, and when I read that, I remember my jaw dropping open. Hmm. You know, I was so touched by that because, you know, of course, 
it's all taking place in a matter of minutes, the this, this stuff that happens. Right. And she, in a sense, the bond begins at that point. And I was so touched with her that she could reach out in that way, or even, even though she's seen what's going on and what's happened, she still, you know, becomes attached to this alien guy. Yeah. And when she calls him dad, I remember just kind of like, wow, I was stunned. You know, that was really something that's very mature on some levels of her to do that. So I, I, I really, that, that sequence in particular, that's when I fell in love with the book. I can tell you right there, I sat there and went, oh my gosh, I love this book. You know, there's the wonderful stuff that happens with it. And so I, you know, I, I have to say that your artwork contributed a lot to that because again, her expression when things going on, the way that she looks at him, her eyes are big and looking at him. And there's this, I guess, need to continue on and to, to see what's going on with that. I, I just was, I was, I was transfixed. I really was. Thank you. It's beautiful. Yeah, that it's scene well in particular uh, was one that Matt and I had worked on um, a year or two before we actually ended up working on the whole book as a whole um, and like the whole story. Uh, and so when we got to working on the actual story, story consecutively, I went back and decided to redo those pages and getting to see kind of how my style and everything had changed in that time in between and getting to kind of tackle it again was really fun and, and seeing, yeah, getting to, to work on the emotions a little bit more through the art. Um, mm. was a good challenge. Well done, I have to say. Just, just gripping. Just, just uh, you know, fantastic stuff. I, I do want to talk with you a little bit about the aliens. Yeah. Uh, I'm a sci-fi guy. Okay. I'm science fiction. And I do know a lot of women who are into science fiction. Yeah. And, but I'm still a little always puzzled by what is it about science fiction that attracts uh, a woman to it because guys like ray guns and spaceships <laughs> and all that stuff. But, but a woman looks at something different and I think it has to do with the relationships. Yeah. And I go think, on in it. I think a lot of that, like girls definitely are into as well. Um, but I think mm. you're, it's like the possibility of, of a story in a different context uh, than mm. the everyday. That's something that hooks me about it. Um, cause sci-fi opens up these possibilities that you can't have in even a fantasy book, which I love. I love fantasy as well. Um, <laughs> but getting to kind of, uh, play around with reality in a way, uh, I think is really interesting with sci-fi. I grew up watching a lot of sci-fi with my family and stuff. So I'm not, not a full blown like sci-fi nerd, but I def it definitely has a special place in my heart. Mm. Cause the way that you drew like the alien uh, environments, yeah, uh, you know the the alien who uh, let's say uh, be, uh, transforms, mm -hmm. his his face is really very simple, yeah, in the beginning before all that happens because that makes him like a blank slate kind yeah, of. Exactly. I was really intrigued because the alien that is kind of. Pointing this other guy in the in that mm -hmm. direction, he's a lot more human. Yeah, interestingly, yeah. to me, and so I, I was really curious that 
you know, that the alien guy is going around and he's, he's bragging about how, Hey, I got you to this point And, you know, you're this guy and, and he's got a great big smile and he's even wearing clothes that kind of resemble uh, Han Solo a little bit. Mm, yeah. I can see that. And, and so I was really interested because, you know, there's one part where he has this long thing where he, he says how, how, how glad you should be that I've done this for you. Yeah. And the last panel on that page this guy has walked out of the room and he's left the alien and the alien is just sitting there looking and you can see that he doesn't necessarily buy all this guy said. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he say. <laughs> I really love that, 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 you know, cause one of the things I struggle I, I, when I read alien stuff, aliens tend to be hard to understand, particularly when it comes to facial expressions, but you did such a super job of you know the the one guy who is uh, the two of them are very different and yet very alien but we can understand what they're doing what they're saying and they're feeling and i just that was another thing that really grabbed me about that was the the way that we can understand what is happening with them as well as the humans so i i just think that is that is so rare to find in science fiction thank you so i just want to congratulate and say that was just so well done Thanks so much. Uh, I was definitely uh, self-conscious a little bit about uh, drawing some of the sci-fi elements like designing aliens and spaceships because I've, I mean, I've never done that before. Um, So that means a lot. I really appreciate that. Well, it's just something special because as somebody who has read a lot of science fiction, they're usually bugs and there's no expression on their face. You know, it's like a, like an ant with a great big ant head or something like that. And, you don't know what they're feeling. I mean, I don't. I can't tell what an ant's feeling, but the way that you did it, I think portraying the one alien as that blank slate thing was a genius thing, because he. <laughs> let's just say that that whole page, he doesn't say anything, but we get a sense of what he's feeling, yeah, because of the way you've drawn his face and the way he's moving. So I, God, I was just so. I, I appreciated that because I, like I said, I, I it's so rare for me to really get what people are feeling and doing in science fiction. So to see that in here, I just thought was really something that I I hope people, when they read the book can come away with a real strong sense of of personhood that they are. It's great. Thank you. It's really well done. So uh, the first issue, of course, is going to be coming out in mid-August and that's roughly a month, a little bit a month away. So we want to make sure that you get to, to your local shop and tell them that you want that. It's called Life Formed with a D on the end of it, and which which I like the word. The word too is something that I like. I like the whole idea, and that has a lot to do with the story. So I think, yeah, uh, when you guys came up with the title of it, I think that was smart too. Very well done. Thank you. That. But you need to, <laughs> yeah. Well, make sure that you tell the local shop that you want Life Formed, and it's uh, another thing we need to make sure people know that it's a nonstop and. By that, we mean that the first issue is has a lot of, of the, the start of the story, the first chapter, as it were. But then you get the rest of that initial chapter is going to be in, in a complete, like a trade paperback, several months later. So that's going to be something to do. You want to make sure that you not only get the first one of the nonstop, but get the collected edition that's going to come out before too long. So that's a good thing. How long did it take for you guys to get that first, uh, the, the whole first part of the story together? Oh boy. Um, that is a good question. Uh, 
a while. <laughs> it was a little while ago now, so I can't remember exactly. The whole like like years. First, the first part of the story is about just shy of two hundred pages, and I think it took us maybe a year, year and a half to finish. Yeah, so it was it was a little bit. <laughs> okay, well that's that's good to know because I it feels very well thought out and very well done because you know like I said the the, the characterization is strong. It, it's not sometimes science fiction can be chatty. You know, they're they're talking about uh, crazy concepts, and so they have to explain it a lot. Yeah, yeah, oh goodness, techno babble and all that good thing. Oh, I just, I, 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 that kind of gets me. You know, but this is, this is a very personal science fiction. Yeah, that way. So I, I just think that if you're put off at all by this being science fiction, don't be. (laughs) <laughs> because the, the characters, the story, the the development of, of what's going on is just superb. It's just it's going to grab you and, and and propel you along. I, I bet when you get to the end of the very first chapter, you're going to be going, "Oh my gosh, when's the rest of it coming out?" Because that's the way I was. I was lucky when I got to review it uh, ahead of time. I was so luck- glad to have the second. The, the rest of the that whole first thing so I could sit and read it and it's just well done now I want to point out to one number to remember if you order through your local shop and they go through Diamond there's a code number that helps them order the specific issue and it's J-U-N like June 211-752 we want to make sure that you have that now if you can't get it through your local store or for some reason they, they mess up and they don't order it for you you can always go to scoutcomics.com and go to the store there and you'll be able to order it through there as well so there's all kinds of good stuff with that now as far as uh, the, the first chapter is all done and how are you on like the second part of the story um, what do you mean by that I mean, the, well, the first, the, the whole first part is is the stuff that'll be out in, at the end of the nonstop. Yeah. It, the story doesn't end there, does it? No, no. There's so much more story. <laughs> yeah. So, how far are you? Are you in? Like, is there a second uh, chapter? I, I this book starts off with the word one on it, so I assume that's chapter one. And so I bet you there's chapter two, and I think that's going to be in the collected edition that comes later. But I, I know that there's got to be, as, as you're saying, there's lots more story. How far along are you with the actual story? Where are you at in telling the story? Yeah, yeah. So we have, there's, I think, six chapters in part one. And then we did a part two that I think also has about six chapters in it. So we finished up through part two. So there's lots more story mm-hmm. ahead. So if you like it. There's lots more to read. Mm-hmm. This should be a, a on sci-fi, <laughs> in my opinion. The, the TV show. Oh, this this would make it actually a great cartoon. Oh, right. Animated, That'd be so uh, show This would be. <laughs> I, I just it screams to me. Make this an animated series because, particularly with the female lead and stuff like that, mm, I think yeah. that that would get a lot of attention. It could even be on like Netflix and stuff like that. Because yeah, it's just such a. Such a superb story. I, you know, uh, you could tell I really loved it. I, I just, I, I, if I had to, I would have fought and said, I want to make sure this book hits the streets because it's just a story that needs to be told. So I really was big on it. Where are, did you say you were as far as the thing? You said there were like six. Yeah. So we're at the end of part. Chapters in the first. Yeah. End of part two. 
Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully then after the, 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 the uh, nonstop second part that completes that first story gets done, then it won't be too long before we'll get to see, uh, part two because i want to read it that's why i'm, I'm asking I, I i don't want to miss it <laughs> <laughs> so great if people want to follow you and keep up with the your progress on this and your other projects yeah. on social media how do they do that yeah so i'm on instagram um as cassie j anderson um i'm on twitter but i don't post there super often um i think i'm cassie does art on twitter yeah facebook at all no, I do have a Patreon though. Um, under okay. the oh, Instagram. that's something good to talk about. How do you sign up for that? Yeah, you just go to patreon.com slash Cassie J Anderson. I'll take you to my page. I've got a few different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good, very good. Because see, that, those kinds of things. I I didn't know you had a Patreon page. I have to consider that because I've signed up for several of them that I really like. The yeah, they're so fun. I think, well, you get benefits from it. You know, you get to see like art early and you get special things that they make that that artists like yourself will make available. And so it's yeah. just wonderful. I love to support people who are doing stuff that I really like and the chance to do it. Uh, we're in such a great time when you've got like Kickstarter and Patreon and things like yeah. that where For you can sure. actually do that. It's so great to do that. So are there other projects you're working on? This may not be keeping you busy all the time. (laughs) Yeah. um, I just finished up a comic actually about Frida Kahlo earlier this year, uh, the Mm. Mexican artist, which that was super fun. It's Mm -hmm. one of the first, I've done a couple books in nonfiction, but this was the first one I did all the illustrations for like pencils, inks, and colors. Yeah. And I've got a couple other books kind of coming up on the horizon too. Yeah. I'm taking a little bit of break for the summer because my husband and I are building a tiny house. So we're trying to get a lot of stuff oh, done on that. Very good. Very good. Well, you know what? Now's the time to do it. <laughs> you picked a great time because, you know, before with all the COVID stuff going on and stuff, it was hard to make any things like that happen. But now this might be a good time. Particularly, you're, you're probably glad to get out of the house and do some some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't 100 degrees outside. But otherwise, yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah that's true oh goodness that that's the hard part about that so but uh yeah so well you know i wish you much success with that and i i'm really looking forward to getting more of life formed i really i i hope it really takes off and people get a chance to read it and get to know the characters and yeah. get to see you know where you're going so you said yeah. you've got how how many uh, parts of the story are there all together do you know that yet or Oh, uh, we're, how far are you on? We've kind of planned it as like a three three part thing, I think. Um, okay. Yeah, so we don't have part three done yet, but hopefully we'll be able mm-hmm. to in the future. Do you guys get together to work on this stuff, or do you? I guess with COVID, you probably couldn't do much of that. Yeah, we, but, we haven't uh, in a while. Be, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I bet sometime though, maybe you will in the future. Yeah, um, we both used to live in Portland together, which is how we kind of started working together. Um, but I moved to Boise, so our meetup times now are probably going to be more online than than not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, see, so you're fortunate in the sense that you guys started out that way. You were able to to interact yeah. personally. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, because comics art now, there are people of different parts of the world, and they've never been in the same world, uh, room together. Yeah, you can yeah, still make comics great. that way. Yeah, it's so cool. 
it's amazing. You know, I, I'm always happy for that to see that. Now, what other books have you done, by the way, so people know that we can look for your product? For sure. So I wrote and illustrated a comic called Extraordinary, uh, a story of an ordinary princess, um, which came out a few years ago. I've worked on, uh, let's see, Frida Kahlo, which comes out in a few months. Um, I worked on a book Mm -hmm. about Gandhi, which comes out around the same time as Frida. Let's see. Oh, my goodness. I'm blanking. I feel like I've done so many things in between, but... (laughs) (laughs) You type in Kathy. It's hard to keep track of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Typing cash. So much going on. It'll come up. <laughs> okay, that'll be great. That's the thing to do. And uh, uh, so I, I just want to wish you much success. I, I really love your art, and I think that uh, your ability to tell expressions, like I said, is just phenomenal. And I think the uh, the the humanity that you put into the, mm-hmm. the characters. Thank you. It's just really it sparkles and I, I want to see more of it. And uh, when you combine your stuff with Matt, then I think it's just really terrific. Yeah. It's been fun working so. together and I'm really proud of life formed. I'm really proud right. of what we've created. So I really hope people like it out there. It's so unique and it's unlike anything I've ever read, which is all the reading I've done. That's something special to say. <laughs> so just great. So again, if you want to order through Diamond, the number is J-U-N for June, 211752. You want to make sure to get that to your local shop. And again, if you can't get it through your local shop for any reason, you can go to scoutcomics.com and go to the store. And get that there. The first one will be out in the middle of August. And I highly, highly recommend that you get this. This is going to be one of those books I think a lot of people are going to keep and, and store on the shelf to, to share with your, your own children when the time comes and stuff like that. Just so well done. So, Cassie, it's been great to talk with you. And, again, I just hope that the wonderful things keep coming and we'll get the chance to see your product. And uh, I want to see more of Life Form. That's what I really want to see. Thank you so much, Wayne. It's been great. It's been great chatting with you. 